Folks, let me give you some friendly advice. Do not be the creative who spends thousands and thousands of your hard-earned dollars on equipment each year without spending one penny on your marketing. If there's ever been a time to rise above the noise and do something just a little bit different to impress your leads and wow your clients, I would say now's that time. And my favorite way to do that is by leveraging print promotion using the photography that I am the most proud of. So our amazing friends at Bay Photo Lab have almost every product that you can think of, from magazines to photo books to promo cards that you can leave behind. And listen, if you just want something to dazzle your office or living space at home with, well, they have options for that too. You can get prints and wall displays from basically every style, from canvas to metal to acrylic. And the best part is you can get 25% off your first time order just by going to bayphoto.com, signing up today. They ship everywhere in the world, folks, and all their products look incredible. So do yourself a favor, start leaving an impact, whether it's for your personal memories at home or for your professional marketing at work. Bay Photo Lab, designed by photographers for photographers. What's up? You are listening to Entrepreneurs, a photography podcast designed to help you manifest your best creative life in self-employment. My name is Mike Thur, and I am your host. And on this show, you're going to hear practical perspectives on how to improve your freelancing journey. And beyond that, you're going to hear from other incredible creative professionals about their art, their business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So thank you so much for joining me. Entrepreneurs starts right now. All right. Welcome to the 112th episode of Entrepreneurs. My name is Michael Durr. Happy to have you joining me today. If this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome and thank you for being here. If you are a return listener, thrilled to have you back. Okay. I'm here to shed light on building and more importantly, sustaining a creative life in self-employment. If you are enjoying the podcast, please do me a favor. If you haven't already, give us a like, a subscribe, a review on the show. You can do this pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast on, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google. Uh, you can also even do it on our website, which is entrepreneurspod.com. All right, so continuing on, this episode is rather self-explanatory. It's a portfolio review. I was just at WPPI in Las Vegas, a great conference if you're ever interested in attending. It's got seminars, it's got photo walks, a huge showroom. Many vendors even do clean and checks, which is really awesome. I got a free headshot by the headshot crew, which is amazing. Um, but the biggest reason that sold me on the conference itself were the portfolio reviews. Okay, And lucky enough for me, I got to sit down with several people who all gave me really good feedback. Some of it was supportive. Some of it was constructive. And you want that. You know, you don't want someone to say your work is perfect. You don't have to change a thing. Why are you there if you aren't trying to get better? And so for today's episode, I got permission from my reviewer, the wonderful Miguel Quiles, to publish the recorded part of our conversation because I didn't start recording until about halfway through our conversation. So he obliged. He loved the idea of putting this on a podcast because he understood just as well as I did that this simply wasn't for content's sake. Many photographers out there actually fear getting their work reviewed. Many photographers don't want to invest in getting their work reviewed. So what happens is we keep these conversations at bay so that they don't possibly hurt us. But the problem is, we then never realize how beneficial it can be. We have no idea what actually goes on behind the curtain. So to all of you who do not want to put yourself out there because maybe it either costs too much or your work isn't ready yet or you haven't perfected your look or you don't know what you want to say on the platform that you want to say it on, here is a real review of a photographer who actually echoes the same exact fears, right? Like seriously, you think my book is ready? No. You think I've perfected my style or know what stance I want to take on every single project? No, the answer is no. But as artists, 
we are obligated to iterate. I think that's the best way I can describe it, right? Like we are obligated to constantly throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. You know, ask ourselves, is this really my style or is it someone else's style that I'm just copying? Do I really have an attachment to this type of work? Or is it something that I just simply think makes sense and that's why I'm doing it? You know, we all go through this, some more than others, but we all deal with it. And I am no different. And that actually might come across in this conversation that I'm going to play for you. This is a real world discussion here. There's no script. There's no rehearsal. I'm going through a real review showing my insecurities, my uncertainty of direction, my ignorance in a lot of areas. And I hope that gives you something to think about. And I hope it quells some of your fears if you have them, because I have the same fears as well. You know, whatever discomfort I felt during this review, which honestly had nothing to do with Miguel, by the way, I want to make that very clear. He was unbelievable. He was so kind. He was so generous with his time. The discomfort that I felt were just because of my own insecurities. But that discomfort is actually okay. It's a healthy thing. You know, this helps you get better. So here's just a portion of our conversation. I'm not going to publish the entire thing because we sort of jump around a little bit and it would be a 40 minute review session. So this specific segment, I am going to be showing him my athletic portrait work and I'm asking him how I can implement that style into my wedding work. So I'm going to stop wasting your time. Let's get to it. Here is my review session at WPPI with the wonderful Miguel Quiles. My, my style in weddings is nowhere near this. And sure. I've only shot a few weddings and they're all like four years spe- like spread apart. Yeah, yeah. So I really don't have any experience. But I got one last year. And through that, I have another one booked this year. And that's nice. it. So I was like, why not get better at this? Learn the back end. I'm trying to distinguish myself maybe from other people. Because I right now, it's like that classic light and airy look that I'm just doing to serve the client. Yeah, that's, that's that being said, I'd love to like implement what I think my style is from a technical standpoint is more like dramatic but soft lighting like right. you know like I love contrast mm-hmm. but I use big modifiers and I like to soft light but it's also very moody right like right. so I think that's kind of what I gravitate towards yes I guess I'm struggling with staying completely present on a wedding day in service to the couple right but also trying to be selfish a little bit so that I can develop that style. Maybe it just comes with the reps. I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, being a guy, like, I'm an off-camera flash guy. Yeah. So for me, I would shoot everything with the flash. <laughs> I had the option. If like, you had to. Everyday life yeah, yeah, yeah. with the flash. The challenge that you would have to overcome in a wedding type of scenario is that it can't just be you. You're going to need, like, a team of people. Yes. Because yeah. the nature of a wedding... Pre-wedding, they're going to tell you, oh, yeah, we want these certain photos and whatever you got to do to make me look like that, I'm down. But then the day of the wedding with the families, everybody, all the pulling here, you need to be there. You know, you're running behind people, family members bickering. Trying to put on a, a big production like this is very hard. Very hard. And, you know, it's already hard enough to do if they're willing to stand there let alone all these external factors. And um, so usually they're just like trying to pull off a production like that. One wedding might work perfectly. And then, then you get another bride and groom yeah. and then their families are... Hard to be consistent with it. Right. That's and, what makes it hard. And you need a group. You need yeah. like a team of people. So now your budget, you know, your, your how much you have to charge for a wedding like that... Has to go up because your profits... Yeah. Day, you know? And 
I thought about, well, maybe I could implement this into engagement photography, but right. then I don't want to set the expectations of this is what I do for your, your wedding yeah, day because yeah, I and I can't live up things. to it. So right, that's the challenge right there. Yeah. because when they see the engagement photos. It's like there's going to be a disconnect, but exactly. it's just, that's what it is. Because I can't deliver, you know, right. I, I, I can maybe do this or some sort of maybe style, not as moody, but like yeah. for an engagement session. But for a wedding, it's going to be very difficult for me to do this. I can't promise that. And I don't right. want to be in that position. And that's part of like being a professional is being able to deliver that consistency. Yeah. You and know, just set the expectations. And it can't just be, well, hopefully we get lucky and we get something like this the day of. It's, it's no, you, you, you have to have a process in place that 9.9 times out of 10, you're going to be able to give them that. Yeah, no exactly. What. Exactly. Rain, sleet, or snow, you got one arm broken, one leg broken, you can still deliver that consistency. Um, that's, that's what they're paying for. So it all boils down to the process. That process might be that you're going to have to have backups for everything. Yeah. You're going to have to have a team of people that are breaking things down, people following you around with a you know, light on a stick. Or maybe three people with, I mean, depending on some of these setups are pretty involved, right? Um, every venue is going to be different. Uh, the amount of people at a wedding is, is going to determine how much room you have to set up some of these lighting setups. Um, so, you know, those are all things that you have to think about. What's hard is, like, the, the number one thing that you have to think about from a commercial standpoint is consistency. And everything has to feed into that. You can't have a photo shoot where they pay you to do this and you do it five times out of ten. Yes. It's got to be ten times out of ten. Ten out of ten. Just like if you bought ten of these books. Yeah. You can't have one of these books be black yeah. and brown. It's yeah. like, no, it's I like, wanted ten. What happened? Right? You know, so that's where people start to get upset because, oh, I was expecting this, but I got this. So to me, if you could del if you could deliver this consistently and figure out what that process looks like, yeah. you're a $10,000 plus wedding photographer at that point. That's the challenge. Yep, yep. And I'm not saying it can't be no, done, yeah. but I'm saying that to me, that's, that, the, goal. that's the goal. That's yep. the gold standard. Everything else falls underneath that. Right. You know, it, it, it's great if you could do this, but that consistency has to be there. Every time. And that, that standard has to be there, and that's what they're going to pay for. If not that, then you're, you're, you're stuck a little bit, you know? Exactly. So that's... Um, that's my my personal take on that. I appreciate it. Yeah. That's really good insight. It really is. Um, do you have, I'll leave you on this, like, one, I'm always looking for just, like, one actionable step. So, like, yes. instead of, instead of like, let's say, you know, there's a lot of info information this entire weekend. Yes. First step that you take for me leaving this, implement this. First step that I would say, and it's the most important step, as you figure out your niche, right, if you want to get into wedding photography, great. Who is your ideal client? The first thing that I'm thinking about, who, who's gonna pay me to be able to do this so that I can have, make a living? Yeah. You know, provide for myself, provide for a future family or current family, whatever it might be. Um, that's the first thing that I'm thinking of. And I create a profile. Who's that person? Where do they work? What kind of places do they go to? Where do You're like an actor with? doing a backstory on right. the character. I'm or literally creating, and, and that profile, it might be multiple different types of profiles. And then I'm breaking that down and distilling it even more and saying, well, where do those people go and shop? What kind of brands do they buy? And then I'm trying to develop a brand that looks like the kind of brand that fits with whatever it is that they already buy. And so, you know, that brand might extend to the, the shots that I take. It might extend to my website. It might extend to my business cards, my, my book, 
right. um, everything becomes an extension of that to the point to where when they decide to talk to you about wedding photography, for example, every step of the way, they saw the website, it looks expensive. They see the images, the images look expensive. They meet you, you look expensive. You're put together, you're styled, right? Um, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to create a brand that is cohesive, that speaks to the kind of customer that I ultimately want to do business with. And then I'm trying to figure out under that, how do I develop the consistency in the work? You know, when, when you look at McDonald's as, as crappy, like it's not good food, but, but you know what to expect it's every time. Every yeah. time, it's consistent crap. Right? So, you know, and then when it's really crappy, it's like, dang, man, this is yeah. McDonald's. Like, right, what happened? You know it's what a saying? rare but, time. But they have a system in place. You know what I mean? They're not cooking the burger right then and there. They have it already kind of pre-made for the most part. And then they warm it up a little bit. And then it's like, okay, it's good. Fries, boom, you dunk it in there. There's a timer, five minutes, it pops up. Crisp, you're good. Um, they have their, their drink machines. You order, there's five other cars behind you. The machine is filling the drinks and you just pick it up. There's no... There's a process in place. Yeah. And I think for a lot of photographers, they're not worried about the process at all. It's like, it's just well, the final I just like product. taking pretty, pretty pictures. Yeah. And anybody can do that. You can watch tutorials. You can learn that. The process is what's really important, but the process has to be specific to the client right. that you want to do business with. Yeah. There's going to be some people that are fine with McDonald's-level you know, quality and a McDonald's level um, experience. Yeah. There's going to be people that want a five guys experience, right. in and out experience. Uh, you know, some crazy burger places I've seen, hundred dollar <laughs> burgers. You know what I mean? So I, I think that's true. Like, um, somebody was telling me as well, you know, when it comes to the wedding photography, and I showed him my wedding stuff, which is not much. Right. It's like, I don't see why this couldn't be a $5,000 wedding in terms of the product. Correct. But your workflow is not $5,000. Correct. hundred percent. Yeah. It's all about that workflow. It's all about that process. But, you know, it all starts with understanding who that client is yeah. and understanding why would they spend that money with me. And the answer is always because I'm consistent. Yeah. You know, they're not going to take a gamble with their money. They're like, I hope you can get this. Yeah. Like, no, you have to get at a minimum. You have to get this. Now, you might go the day of and slay it because the lighting is great, the couple is beautiful, their wardrobe, they spent, you know, 50 grand on a dress, like, that's the gods shining yeah. down on you, you know what I mean, for that shoot, but, you know, those types of situations, like, what, what's most important is just understanding this is the kind of client, this is what they like to buy, and then just breaking it down from there, and how do I fit into that? Because yeah. the work is there. Yeah, thank this, you. These yeah. shoots, to me, like, these are not test shoots these aren't and yeah. it might have been but no they were yeah I mean, they're just like personal projects yeah. one-offs yeah but they seem expensive yeah and uh you know there's no reason why any of these couldn't be ads for clothing or ads for um upcoming fights or upcoming sporting events or whatever or even editorials yeah for a magazine i wouldn't be opposed to going to a magazine and you know like uh shots like these you know, they're doing a write-up on Kevin Durant, you right. know, ESPN, like, hey, I, I, I can shoot that, mm -hmm. you know, and just reaching out to whoever that editor is and showing them, like, I can shoot athletes, you know, these are the kind of people they, and those shoots may not pay, 
that's the reality yeah, of it. Yeah, like, true. Those shoots may not pay, they may not. but yeah. you know what? When you start building up that book and that portfolio where you start to get recognizable faces right. on the athlete side of things, that's when the, uh, the, the, the brand endorsements, they might reach out to do stuff. Um, you know, there's other ways that you can make your money when you start adding those spaces to your portfolio. But from a wedding perspective, that's how I would approach it. That's the yeah. one thing yeah. that I would hone in on. Yep, because yep. if you don't have that, your lighting could be amazing. You could have, you know, like your cameras, your lenses, everything could just be top notch. But it starts to break down. That's right. So yeah. It all starts to fall apart. So that would be my focus. I appreciate here. that. That's it's awesome. It's all about them yeah. figuring out who they are. Because this side of things, you already got that. Yeah. It's yeah. like, this is a good place to be where it's like, I'm not telling you, hey, you know, you should... Learn how to learn lighting, an off-camera and, flash. Yeah, first, learn yeah, off-camera yeah. flash, learn retouching, <laughs> and all of it, it looks intentional. It looks thought through. The lighting looks great. You know, all of that stuff is creative, which is great. So the work side, it's already there. It's just now, how do I marry this with somebody who's got money right. so that we can live happily ever yeah. after? You know? Consistency wins. It's like going to the gym. You know, it's like, yeah. that's going to win. So, yeah, finding that's that consistency of how you can right. deliver this every single time. And then you've got clarity on right. everything. And for whatever reason, for some reason with artists, with photographers, they feel like it, it, it's applicable to everything else except for this. I know. Because it's, like, it's like every process should be different and unique. No. And like, okay, well. The output could yeah. be different and it could be unique, but right. the process is the same. It has to be the same. You could, if not, you're just winging it. Yeah. And what happens when you wing it and it doesn't work? Yeah, or it takes two times longer or three right. times longer. It's like, I don't want to be in that position. So. No, it's got to be a process. And everybody, you know, they. when I go to the airport, I appreciate that there's a process. In place. Yeah, exactly. They're not just like, everybody hey, free for all, here's hey, the floor. Everybody I'm feeling go. creatively inspired today. Yeah, it's like, no, there's a process. They We board by groups. Yeah. Some places, you've got a number. Right, you right. get in line. Like, there's yeah. a, a process. And like, 100%. For photography, for some reason, there is none. So that process, understanding that the process ties to whoever that target client is, that's everything. Yeah. That's the one thing. Because you got it. You got the rest of it. I appreciate it. You got it. Thank you, brother. That's awesome, man. I love it. Hopefully that helps. No, it did. Um, I have a podcast that's geared towards like uh, creative self-employed, photographers, all that type of stuff. I try to give them like some insight. Can I also publish this just review? Please do. I think it'd be really helpful for people to hear a review that have never done it. So please do. And and just uh, could you pronounce your name so that I don't butcher it? Miguel Quiles. Miguel Quiles. Yes. Awesome, brother. Yes. Thank you, man. Thank you you so much. This is awesome. Absolutely. All right. So what did you think? Be honest here. I mean, that wasn't too intimidating, right? It sounded like a very casual conversation as far as I'm concerned. And that's exactly what it was. So in my opinion, don't be too afraid about getting your work reviewed. My experience being around a lot of photographers who are typically anxious about getting their work reviewed revolved around the fear of being judged as not good enough. And in my opinion, reviewers are almost always understanding of the objective. Okay. They understand the assignment. They are trying to get you from your current level, wherever that might be, to a higher level, okay? They're not trying to embarrass you. They're not trying to highlight how far away you might be from being the next Lindsay Adler or the next Sam Hurd, whoever it might be. I've never encountered that, at least. Really, reviews, in my opinion, are a discussion about honing in on your direction. And that is why I feel it is so important to get your work reviewed whenever you can, because you can come away with a lot in just 15 minutes with somebody, all right? I mean, in just my session alone, with Miguel, I gained perspective. I gained confidence in my work that I'm on the right track. I also gained actionable steps for my career. So give it some thought. 
make review sessions a part of your annual business expense, right? Like put that into the budget. Uh, WPPI is a tremendous value. I think I spent $99 on the whole four days. So that's really impressive. Other reviews might cost you $500, $1,000. I'm not really sure. You do the research on what works for you, but just make sure that you are getting your work in front of people who know what it will take to get you from point A to point B, all right? Otherwise, you're just going to be another talented photographer with a failing business, and I don't want that for anyone, okay? That's the point of this show. So good luck to you. You can follow Miguel on his Instagram account at Miguel Quiles Jr. He is a Sony artisan of imagery creator, and I think you can see why. He has fantastic portrait work. He's also got a great YouTube channel if you're interested in lighting. I do highly recommend that. I will link all of his accounts in the show notes. So I want to thank you for tuning into the show. I want to thank Miguel, of course. I want to thank WPPI. Best of luck to you all, and I will see you next week. This episode of Entrepreneurs was brought to you by Bay Photo Lab. First-time orders receive 25% off on any professional photo printing product or service. Yes, I said 25%. Just go to bayphoto.com to browse the amazing selection of gifts, prints, and displays. That's bayphoto.com once again. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.